You are listening to the Heath Fluids Podcast, and we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the Second Chance Coach for Men, Michael David Huey. Guys, welcome to another session of the Heat Fluence Podcast. Every single time I do one of these, I get super, super excited because of the impact that these are making in the lives of men. And when I started Heat Fluence, uh, God prompted me to empower men to walk in purpose um, and, and to fulfill their God-given destiny and not just coast, but actually thrive, actually step in to that role that a man was called to be by God. And, and I believe that today's guest is one of those guys. Um, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a brief introduction of him, but I'm going to also let him tell you about himself. I, I can, I, God is here today um, with us. We prayed yes. before we started and, and, and God is here. And, and so what I, want, what I want you to do if you're listening today, now we do these live and we do them recorded so people can see us visually and people can hear it on Anchor and Spotify and all the different places. But the only way people get to hear this and get to know my guests today and myself is if you share it and you download it and you give it to people who need it. And it's really funny when I decided to finally, after tons of nudging by, the, by God to start my podcast, um, I was on another podcast, my friend Joe Martin. Actually, how I met Joe was through Justin's Facebook group and it just exploded. People were getting saved. People were coming to know the Lord. Come people on. were jumping on my, in my business. Um, people were coming to just that, that wanted to build friendships and relationships. And so uh, my friend, Tim Douglas, who was my first interview person on my podcast, he was just spent four days with me here in Florida. My wife and I just transformed our whole entire life. We were in Clearwater, Florida, Tampa Bay area for about 27 years. And God just, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. When I think about it, um, obviously those of you that are listening, you can't see me and Justin, but when I'm, I, I feel like Justin's right here with me. Right. And, 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 and here's what I say to those of you that are listening and those of you that are watching is that um, when God tells you to do something, it doesn't matter what other people tell other people say, it doesn't matter what makes sense to other people. You just do it. And, and it's exactly. really funny. I had my friend Myron golden um, on the call last on the podcast last week, which that'll be going live here in another week. But Myron said that the biggest decision he made of his, of his life was when he moved from Pennsylvania to Tampa Bay, Florida. And, and not only did his business 10 X at a hundred X, right? So he went from making, you know, small change to making, he told me this year already, as of the end of February, he'd made over a million dollars. And so think about that. It's a mindset that doesn't make sense to people. Oh, you've been living in Tampa for 27 years and now you just get up. And, and I wish people could see my view today, Justin. I'm, I'm looking out at the lake. Um, this house is twice as big. And Justin knows my story from last year. He knows that, you know, we lost over $300,000. And it was really funny. I interviewed my friend, Caleb Willems, who is a mighty man of God. He's 20, 24 years old and just crushing it in business. I'm going to have to introduce Justin to him because they remind me a lot of each other. And, and, and Caleb said, Michael, I don't mean to say this like to, to crush you because you know, I love you. He said, but do you realize the impact? It wasn't just 300,000. It was, it was, it was more. He said, think about it from five years and 10 years, right? Like the momentum that you had. But then he, then, then he said this, he said, but guess what? 
God owns a thousand cattle on a thousand hill. He said he exactly. can turn that around and, and bring that into a manifestation that can be bigger than you think. And so uh, that's why I jumped in and, and started the HeFluence podcast. And it has been absolutely amazing. And so let me just give a brief introduction of my guest today. I told you guys how we met. I met him online in a, in a Christian Facebook group that he started strategic goodness. If you guys haven't been on, on his Facebook group, you should be on there and joining and, and getting to know him. He is um, the co-owner and founder of Awaken the Destiny Project. I, I'm, I'm excited to learn more about that from him. He's, he, he loves God. And, and I, found, I found something when I look at people because when they tell their story, I don't want to override them. Sometimes people say, when I do an introduction, they say, is that me? Like, you know, they, they look at them and they say, wow, that's really me. And it's, and it's funny because my friend Tim, when he heard me on Joe Martin's podcast, he said, Mike, I, I, I know I've known you for a year, but when I listen to that podcast, I feel like I knew you better because you, it, the questions that Joe asked and how things went, just became, you know, transparent. And then I felt like I really knew you a lot more. And when I found this looking for Justin, and then I'm going to read this and then I'm going to let him tell a story too. He's, this is what Justin says. I am fiercely passionate about seeing people come alive through the spreading of goodness. Now that right there could, could, is, is enough for me. But then he says, that's why I help Christ centered entrepreneurs and experts find uh, from all around the world, effectively share their goodness through high impact online funnels, webinars, and more. So um, how exciting is that? So guys, if you're listening today, uh, be encouraged and know that if you have a pencil and you're able to, to write some things down, if you, if you can't, then listen and go back and listen again. But welcome to the Heat Fluence podcast, my friend, Justin Miller. Welcome, brother. Yes. It's so good to be on here, man. This is exciting. I love, I love, I love what you're doing, man. I love how you're, you're, you're connecting with men and helping them, helping them live with their purpose and stuff like that. And like for my story and everything that I'm doing, it, it really connects well because like, like you said, the goodness thing, like that, that's for myself, that has been the most radical, can I say revelation of my life and most radical experience of my life was, was experiencing the goodness of God specifically. Because when I experienced the goodness of God, it changed my life and it made me from, it took me from a place, well, just a quick, quick intro to my story. I grew up Amish, which is very interesting. A lot of people, a lot of people, it's kind of ironic if you think about it. I grew up Amish, now I do online marketing and stuff like that. <laughs> I, um, it's funny you brought that up because I've been, I've, I don't, I've never told you this, but before you go into that, I, I'm, I'm surrounded by the Amish people uh, in business and now they've been attracted to me. I, I, I was in a hotel with a, a Mennonite, you know, it's kind of a runoff of the, of the Amish community. And so, yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know that. I'm glad you shared yeah, that. I was, I was Amish and then, then my dad passed away when I was 14. It was a crazy accident. And in that moment, um, I was really like, I have been taught like everything happens, like God controls everything. And therefore in my mind, God took away my dad. And therefore I wasn't good enough to have a dad. I, I felt judged by God. It was like something like some sin that I did or something like that. Right. A lie, right. A good right, old exactly. lie from the enemy, right. Yeah. A lie from the enemy. And, and this, this lie this lie that, that God doesn't like me, that he was judging me, that I wasn't good enough for a dad is a lie that took me through my teenage years in, in deep depression, addicted to pornography, 
didn't know who I was struggling to find life. Like I would hang on to people cause I was afraid of losing them as well, which, which would cause them to want to not be around me. Right. Of course. And so, so, um, like after, after my dad passed away within a year and two days. So in a year and two days, my mom got remarried. We were living an hour South of where we had, had grown up my whole life. And we were going to a conservative Mennonite church. So I was a conservative oh, wow. Mennonite person for a while. <laughs> so in one I just year, got off the phone with my fr- I, earlier yes, uh, today with my friend Kevin Miller, who's is a, a born again actually Mennonite, which is pretty funny. Cool. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it, man. Because like, like, see, that's the that's the thing is like the Amish and the Mennonite. One thing they they do have they do so well, and it's something that I'll always take is they know how to do relationships. They know how to do community. So like they'll show up randomly at people's houses. They'll they'll do stuff together like that's really cool that I haven't found anywhere else to be honest. And and that's why I, that's why I live in the Amish community right now as well. Of course, because I enjoy that aspect. Plus, on top of that, my goal is to bring goodness to the Amish community so they can Praise see God. and taste the goodness of God. But anyway, Praise God. Like in so so in a year's time, my my life was completely turned around from when I was fourteen to fifteen. I was the oldest in the family. I had this. I like I remember after my dad passed away, I was I was sitting. I was I was we we had this bow and arrow thing set up that I was shooting with targets like a couple of days before, and it was set up. And I was back there putting it away. And as I was putting it away, I was thinking about, whoa, I'm going to have to take care of my family. Like that was, that was what kind of hit me because I was like, I'm the oldest in the family. So all this weight came on me and, and it was, it was one of those, it was just, it was the craziest thing. It was, it was the hardest, hardest time in my life by far. It was the most traumatic thing that happened and it formed a lot of my life and my, my decisions from that point on specifically because I believed that lie and I lived from that lie that I wasn't good. Mm, that's so good. Right. And so, so I would, I would get the super depressed because within a year of moving to this new place, to this new, um, new Mennonite church, within a year I had lost, like I had, at first I gained friends. People came up to me and were like, they were nice to me because they knew what happened and I gained friends. But within a year I lost them all because I would push myself onto them because I didn't want to lose them. So if anytime they did anything without me or anything like that, I felt rejected right of course that, that rejection course. thing right yeah the rejection factor yeah exactly and so so i felt rejected and so i would push myself onto them which essentially here's the deal guys if you feel if you reject yourself you're going to invite rejection into your life 100 percent. say that again justin say that again if you reject yourself you're going to invite rejection into your life God, so it's so, so powerful and and this is this is where things will start shifting here because um as I was going through this, this journey, it was, was super depressed, was in pornography and stuff like that. I came to this, this event called, um, called take back your life conference. And what they basically, the whole idea of the event was, was helping people realize lies they're believing about who they are in Christ and then setting them free from it and helping them and, and replacing it with the truth. So they you had, say that's a defining moment in your life. That was definitely the start of the journey. Okay. I would say that that was like a stepping stone to the most, defi- to the defining moment. Cause I will, I'll, I'll come up to the defining moment because the defining moment is what changed everything. Awesome. But this was a stepping stone to get to that. Like, um, and in those moments, like, so in that conference, I was like, man, I am so, I'm so full of lies that I believe. Like I, I, I had to forgive my stepdad. I had to, like, there's so many different things that I had to do. And, 
because I recognized the lies that I was living under that were controlling me. Right. That's the thing. That's good. Lies control you. The things lies, lies control lies upon lies, upon lies, upon lies. Exactly. And so you don't know you're being controlled because everybody's, because what would happen is I would read in this, I read in the Bible because I was like this really good Mennonite kid. I was being very religious. So (laughs) I, I, I would read through the Bible like for five years in a row, I read through the whole Bible. And, and the reason I read through the Bible was because I wanted to be recognized as somebody who read through the Bible. So it was an ego thing. Of course. Had nothing to do about just reading through the Bible. Of course. But however, there was some bi- there's some benefit to reading through the Bible. Yeah. And so, and so like I would read, I, I remember reading this one, one verse where it says for, it's for freedom's sake that Christ set us free. And I was like, okay, I, for freedom's sake, what is freedom? what does freedom look like? Cause I, I do not feel free. I feel, feel controlled by sin. I feel controlled by all these desires. I, I like pornography. I can't get rid of it. I, I tried to manage it. I've tried to get all this different stuff and I couldn't get rid of it. Right. So I'd read that and I would be like, I don't know what this is. So take, take back your life. Help me start seeing what freedom meant and what it is. But this all led to this one point, And this is, this is the, this is the life changing point right here. I was invited to this conference that it was a, it was a local conference. Uh, the girl, there's a girl that I worked with and naturally, of course, you know how it is when a girl invites you to a conference and you're like, Oh, she's kind of cute. And so um, <laughs> I'm in, <laughs> I'm in exactly. And so, so, so I, I, I went to the conference and I was like, I was this good Mennonite kid going to this conference and I went to this conference and in this conference for the first time in my life, I saw people get healed in front of me. Where God, where, where God started healing people. I specifically Miracles. remember there was these people that had shoulder problems and, and people were like, Hey, we're going to pray for people that have shoulder problems. We're just going to pray for you. And God's going to heal you. Cause he's good. He's so good. Right. And so, so people started praying and these people that couldn't throw a baseball or anything like that were throwing, throwing stuff across the room afterwards because their shoulder got healed. You know, Justin, you know what my first experience of a miracle was? What was that? Getting my shoulder healed. Come on, that's awesome. Go to God. At a Benny Hinn revival, um, I was with my girl, a girl at the time who invited me. Go figure, right? <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, that's funny. Hey, but this time with her mom and dad. So I sat like this the whole time, like, you know, with my right. hands crossed. And, uh-huh. and, uh, and she was a doctor, actually. And I would, I, and, and I remember Benny said, uh, section 223. And I, I, I looked up and, and I to see the number right above me. And, mm-hmm. and literally he said, if you have a shoulder problem and I was, I was two weeks away from surgery, uh-huh. two weeks away from surgery. He said, get out and stand in the aisle and everybody lay hands on each other's shoulders. Right. Mm-hmm. So there was about seven people that got out and literally like a snap of a finger, God healed my shoulder. I didn't have to have surgery. I've never had a problem with it since. So uh, not, not a coincidence, brother. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. And that's exactly what happened there was like, people were getting healed. And I didn't, for myself, like the Mennonite mindset that I had, like, I didn't believe God would do that. You know, I, I had this idea that God would show up every so often if we really begged for it. And we really like, like, like works maybe worked would, for it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like, this was beyond myself. Like it was like, Whoa, God's this good. See, that's the thing. The goodness of God. Wow. The goodness of God. See in that moment, I experienced the goodness of God. And like it says in Romans two, four, like Paul saying, don't you know that the kindness or the goodness 
of God is what leads to repentance. 100%. And repentance, metanoia, means to change the way you think. So it's not just feeling sorry for what you're doing, but it's literally, it changes the way you think so that like in that process, you can feel sorry for what you're doing, yes. But the change of the mind, like it talks about in, in Romans was like, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? 100%. So it's like the same kind of concept, like when, when our mind changes, because we taste the goodness of God. That's what happened to me. I tasted the goodness. Well, you actually got to see it too, right? You got to taste it and see, because the Bible says taste Taste and see, right? Exactly. Because then I tasted the goodness because like I saw this miracle. That's, that was the first thing. Then, then they started talking about like hearing the voice of God and prophecy and all this different stuff where for the first time in my life, I started actually hearing God's voice. Probably what you were reading. It's funny how you just said that. It just popped in my spirit. You were reading the word before this. And so what you thought was your pride and your ego and just, hey, look at me, became a manifestation of the real word because you were actually reading it and now you are experiencing it and seeing it and tasting it. How powerful is that? Yeah, that's good. I like that. That's real good. Because then they, they ended up the weekend with this like, they call it a fire tunnel, which I don't know if you know what a fire tunnel uh, is. Oh, my, Michael, my friend Michael Kulianis um, um, has a, a, a big event over here every year called the Jesus Conference, and there's yeah. about 6,000 people come. And the last night, they, they have a big old fire tunnel. So, yeah, yes. I'm very familiar with it. So, so what happened to me is I, I, I went through the fire tunnel for the first time in my life. I felt specifically that God loved me. Praise God. See, here, see, here's the deal. Here's the thing you got to understand. I, at 14, I, I didn't believe God loved me. I didn't think I was good enough for God because he took, took my dad away, or that's what I thought. Go forward to 20, this was September in 2012, when I was 22 years old. Wow. I had an encounter with God, and that encounter, I felt loved and desired by God for the first time in my life. From that moment on, before, see, before this, I was struggling with pornography and depression. I could not get rid of it. No matter how hard I tried, no matter how much I tried to manage it, no matter all the st- courses, systems, everything I went through to try to heal it, I couldn't get rid of it. I couldn't manage it enough. But in that moment, when I experienced that God desired me, I was set free from it <laughs> completely. So good. Where I didn't need it anymore. So good. See, that's the thing is everything, and this is, this is where I, the, a little bit later, okay, there's two, two things I wanna bring out. Number one, about six months later, after this, this event happened, I asked God and was like, why, why was it that this, this, this moment changed my life? Why was this such a defining moment? Because like after it happened, like I literally went to bed and woke up every morning for the next two weeks with these excitement butterflies in my stomach, you know, like when you're a little kid ready to go to a field trip or something, like you're just so excited. Like yeah. I woke up and went to bed like that for the next two weeks, at least where I had this specifically, like I felt these excitement butterflies. And from that point on, I couldn't get enough of reading the word. I couldn't get enough, like everything came alive in a way that like, it's like seeing a whole new world. Hallelujah. Because I knew that he loved me. I knew that he desired me. Anyway, six months later, when I was, I was asking, like, why was this such a defining moment? Why did this change everything? And he told me, he's like, well, Justin, for the first time in your life, you became present in my presence. 
Mm, say that again. For the first time in my in, in your life, you became present in my presence. Mm, that's so good. See, see here's the deal. Every time before this, as a good Mennonite kid, as all this good religion person, right? I would go into prayer and I would, I would read the Bible, but I was always thinking about myself in those moments. I was always thinking about what I want God to do for this or that or that or whatever. I was never actually present in his presence. I was never actually focused on him. That's good. And so the moment I became focused and aware of him, I realized that he loved me in that conference. And I realized that he desired me and I was set free from it. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's totally incredible because that, it, 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 that's, it's, it's, um, it's amazing because, um, how you shared this, um, I, after Joe Martin, I did Joe Martin's podcast. I had a young boy, Justin call me, um, who had pulled over on the side of the road and listened to that podcast interview. He Googled Christian men, right. Uh-huh. And he found that podcast with me and Joe and he called me. And now he said, Mike, your life was my life. Like, like I, my father was an alcoholic and, and my, my mom was miserable and, and my mom has been miserable for 25 years. And I'm like, but my mom was miserable for 30 years and, you know, and, and, and how, uh, he said, I want to have a boy. I want to know the God that I heard you talk about. Come on. And, and, and he said, and then I, I, this was right before Thanksgiving. We got on zoom just like this. I prayed for him. And he said, Mike, I finally understand what it actually means to have a born again experience. Come on. And then he kindly trans- transformed himself. He texted me this past weekend. He went to his first retreat. Uh, he's changed his friends. He called me last two weeks ago as I was moving back the rest of our stuff back from Clearwater. And he said, Mike, I feel like my whole entire family has been born again. Like my dad is no longer drinking. My mom is happy. Like God, God took my humility and my seeking after him to change not only my life around, but he used it as a miracle to change my entire family around. So, wow, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Exactly. It goes back to that foundational truth that like that Paul says, like, don't you know that the kindness or the goodness of God leads to repentance? See, when people taste goodness through your life, because your life is transformed because you've tasted his goodness, then all of a sudden it's going to change society. It changes the world around you. That's why, that's why I do the things I do with focusing on helping people share their goodness. Like that's so good that you've been given. That's so, so good. And, and, it, and it's funny because when you were talking about mindset, I mean, a lot of people have a wrong thought process when it comes to sin, right? Like they, yes. people will think, Oh, I can sin and I can repent and I can sin and I can repent and God's grace is sufficient. But actually in the Bible, the, 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 in the word of God, the sin, God says that sin is doing something that you know is wrong and not, and not, and, and not stopping it and not turning from it. Right. And, and it's, and, and he says, sin is when you know you're supposed to do something and you don't do it. Right. And you know that what you're doing is wrong and you continue to do it. Right. So why, if he tells us to turn, do we continue because of all the things you talked about? It's really funny. I, I, that you brought all this up because I, uh, um, last, last month, the Lord told me that this was a season of miracles for me and that God was transforming me into this person that he created me to do. I'm in the, the ordination process of getting ordained into the ministry here in the next couple of weeks, uh, next couple of months. And, and he said that you told me that my last, and cause I had always heard this, but 
you know, God is no respecter of people. What's, what's prophesied and spoken over one person can be manifested in your life, my life, whoever's listening today, that God is no respecter of people. He said, you're, he said your latter days are going to be better than your former days. And, and for a man who's 52, when I look at myself, I don't look at myself. Uh, I, I feel like I'm in my 30s. I, I, I work out like I'm in my, my 30s. And, and, and just showing up and as that person that God created me, being present in his presence, right? Exactly. Knowing that go. the presence of God, it, it was really funny. I did a, uh, an interview yesterday with my friend, Jesse Dale. And he said, he, he texted me this morning and he said, you know, Mike, it was so good to do that interview because I'd done several before, but I never felt the presence of God while doing that type of interview or that type of podcast. And maybe you're listening today and you're like, well, what are they talking about? Right? Maybe you lived in a religious family or whatever. God's gifts are, are Justin said are without repentance, right? Like the, the manifestation of these gifts, it's like a, it's like a kid, you, you know, my friend Myron Golden said, do you understand why they call Jesus the King of Kings? Because we are his Kings and he is the King over our kingdom and our kingdom are us being a King is we're the King over our assignment that he's given us. It was so powerful. Yeah. And if you, if you haven't listened to that article, when it comes out in a couple of weeks in that interview, it, it's so powerful. It encouraged me to go back and listen to it like five times because, and, and I'll probably do the same with us today. I've been doing, I've been listening to these things over and over to kind of just get in my spirit more of what we're talking about. But Justin, talk about this. Um, obviously I'm a health coach and, and that's, that's my, I'm, I'm a marketplace minister. I feel like that, you know, presenting ourselves to living sacrifices is our moral responsibility. It's our moral obligation to take care of the temple that God gives us. So tell me some things that your thought process about your health and things that you do to kind of stay on top of it. Cause you're a young guy and you know, you look, still look young. You don't want to you don't want to look like, I, I always say, I don't want to look like, not, and no disrespect to my friends, but I don't want to look like 98% of my friends, right? Yeah. Okay, so before we go into that, I, I did say there was two things I want oh, to Oh, yeah, share. yeah, one more thing. That's right. Yeah, go, go ahead. One, one more thing. One yeah, more go ahead. point, and it goes well with what you were just saying, so, okay. so we're going to go with it. Um, go so the it. first thing was, was be present in the presence of God, because when you're present, you're going you're gonna to see him, and you're going to actually know him rather than just read about him. That's the awesome. thing I heard a lot about somebody, but the moment I become present with them, I get to know them. Praise God. Same thing with God. The second thing that he showed me was um, that all sin, and you talked about the sin thing, all sin comes from a mindset of lack. I want you to get that. Let me say it again. Awesome. All sin comes from a mindset of lack. See, Good. going back to the pornography thing, the reason I watched pornography and the reason that it, it seemed to fulfill me in a sense was the reason I was addicted to it and couldn't get rid of it because I had this mindset of lack of being loved and being desired. 100%. So I would 100%. look at pornography for that. But the that, moment that, I that kind of fulfilled that, right? Yes. But the moment I became present in his presence and I recognized that he desired me and he loved me, then that, that, that lack of desire and being loved was fulfilled in him and I didn't need the pornography. Crazy. See, that's God. the thing I want you to get because, like, broken. So, Jesus so, broken. so. And it literally in everything in life, all sin comes from a mindset of lack. So you feel you lack something that you're not looking to him enough for it because he's the one that will complete you. So he good. completes you where you are weak. He is strong. Amen. So we get to live by his strength. So, so taking all that, so that those are two things, big things I want to, wanted to share here is that like, was awesome. one, be present in his presence. All sin comes from a mindset of lack. So let him fulfill it and you're good. Now talking about the health thing, and this is something that's really important to me because 
I tend to, I, I believe that, that, well, Jesus, it's, it says very clearly he conquered death on the cross, right? So if, if he conquered death and anything that has to do with death should be something that we get to be free from that doesn't control us, that doesn't, doesn't like, so our bodies are part of that. So a lot of people will separate their, their body, soul, and their spirit in the sense where they have this separation mindset of like, my spirit is saved, but all this other stuff is junk. Like my body's junk or whatever it may be, right? And so we got to see the, see the wholeness of us, ourselves, the wholeness of the person that God created us one, right? And so, so as we do, as, we, as I live and as I walk, I recognize that Christ defeated death. Therefore, I don't have to be, I, sh- I don't have to be subject to death. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we, we let ourselves be subject to it. So, so in the health thing, this is very important because in the health thing, we get to walk in fullness of health. And, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's a two-way street. It's, it's a one thing of where one recognizing that Christ is in you. And so, so if, if he defeated death and I, I've defeated death, so sickness and stuff like that doesn't have control over me. Like I haven't been sick in years because I don't believe I'm supposed to be because I believe he's in me. And therefore, every time I start feeling that sickness, I just go to the Lord and he like it, like, I don't, I don't let it happen. And because then it doesn't happen Two, it's, it's, so it's believing in that it's believing in that identity thing, that, that raw, like Christ is actually in me. So, so his life is in me. And if his life is in me, then I can walk free from things that have to do with death. And so longevity is a big thing that I'm, I'm very serious about. And which leads to the second thing is like, take care of yourself. Just the natural thing of like, like, uh, like I, I do a lot of, um, I do CrossFit actually. And so I started CrossFit and for the simple reason, I was like, like I'm here for a long time and I'm going to take care of my body the whole time. Like I, like it, it's not, and, and, and this, it has helped me become not only does, cause here's the deal. Like when, when you, when you dedicate yourself to working out, when you dedicate yourself to eating, right. When you dedicate yourself to do those things, you'll have more energy. You can show up like with more energy at, at any point you can show up better. Right. So people will, will notice you. They'll, 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 and they'll be like, what, what, what's, what's with you? How are you able to do all this stuff? Well, it's because I actually take care of myself and I enjoy it. Right. I enjoy taking care of myself. So I feel, I feel like it's just super important. Like get, get something. And the reason I like, the reason I do CrossFit for, for me myself is like, I do a hard, I'm really, I have a hard time just doing things by myself. Like as far as like being at the gym by yourself. Right. So having that accountability of a group of people that you do things with and that community, like I, I used to work out with a couple of friends where they kept me accountable to things for, for over a year. If we're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> and, and yes, like the accountability thing. Yeah. And so, so it's like, like when you do that, like, and you find those people around you that keep you accountable to being healthy, keep you accountable so to, to, to eating well, cause you're, you're going to, li- you're going to live better. It's as simple as that. That's so good. Um, and so you're a big relationship guy. Um, yeah. I've, I've actually learned some things from, uh, from Justin about how he, cause, cause he gives, he has a lot more, he, I'm, I, I want to say this cause I want him to see how I think, um, is that, um, 
There's a lot of, gr- there's a lot of, uh, more, Justin is more of great of a man of grace than I am. I'll just be honest. Like I've learned and grown from him. He's said some very, I actually, this is, this is, this is cool. Actually. Um, he, he said some things that I went back and looked at just recently in, in Facebook messenger, which I think Facebook messenger is great because you can, you can actually, um, it's there all the time. So if somebody says or speaks something, you can go back. It's good for accountability. It's good for follow-up. Um, he said some things that really, really just bolstered me. And the understanding is that, um, you know, uh, I'm not going to be friends with everybody. Not everybody's going to like me. Um, I, that that's just the truth. You know, we, 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 I see people that, that say they're kingdom minded and I know they're not, but I it's not my place to put that judgment out there or to not see those things. And Justin, and I've talked about that in, in secret before. And, and because we all sin and fall short of the glory of God, it's yeah. your path and your direction. So maybe some guys are listening today. Why don't you share some things that you do to build stronger and deeper relationships? Cause Justin, here's why I asked this question and, and it was really troubling to me. I, I, and I've shared this a couple other times on a couple of the other podcasts is that, um, I, I did a Bible study, uh, with men at my, at my last church that I went to. We, we actually are, are in a really awesome church here. I've known the pastor for about 13 years and, uh, he taught in my theology school. Um, and just, we, we just have became friends with them, really close friends with them. And we've known him for 13 years, but now we're, you know, now we're here living close to them. So it's a little bit different, but, um, that, that piece of really building deeper relationships with people, I think is, is, is very good because when you build long-term, long-lasting relationships, God will move certain people out of your life and bring the right people in. It's like, I, I told myself I wasn't, you mentioned rejection earlier. I struggled with that um, a lot, um, even up until recently. I did a deliverance session about a week ago, and uh, he took me clear back to the root. And probably some of you are like, like what's, a, what's a deliverance session? We're not going to go into that today, but I do want to, I am going to actually interview Ray in a couple of weeks, a guy that from Mining the Truth Ministries in, in Texas that I went through this with. But we, I cut that, that root off, and I realized that I, I'm not attached to somebody saying no or somebody not liking me or somebody you know, making other people not like me because of their own insecurities and their own stuff. So why don't you talk a couple uh, about a couple things that you've done to help strengthen relationships and, and, and build relationships. Maybe there's guys that are listening, Justin, that are in this category. Okay. At that Bible study the they said at the end of the, uh, at the end of the video, we watched that, that, that one in 10 men, one in 10 have somebody they can talk to about their health, their relationships and their business or ministry. And one in 20 actually have a best friend. Yeah. And when we went around the room and asked, it was a fact. There was two people that raised their hand, me and my pastor, who could say they actually had somebody that they could talk to in both categories. So talk maybe about that a little Ooh, bit. That's, that's deep. Um, again, like everything, everything I've set up to this point goes along with this because when you become present in the presence of God, that's the starting point. Come present in the presence of God. Let him be your guiding light. Listen to what he has to say. Hear what he has to say. Put yourself in a spot where you're just be still and know that I am God, as it, as it says in, in Psalms. Put yourself in that spot. That's the starting point because that's the best. That's the foundational relationship. Then it moves on from there. And it's, it is simply being present in the presence of the people you're around. 
And so if, if I, if like, for instance, if I sit here and I'm present in this interview, I'm present with, with what, what, what Michael's doing. I'm present with, with the people that like in, in my mind's eye right now, I see everybody that's watching this and my heart goes out to them. See, that's the thing when you, when you, when you, when you are in relationship with God, like to know God is, is, is eternal life. And you, so, which means you, you carry life within you to know God is eternal life. So you carry that life within you and God is love. So when you're where you, when you're in Christ, you're in love. And when you're in love, you're going to care about people and you're going to, you're going to be intentional about it. So the number one reason that people don't have somebody to talk to is because they're not intentional about it. They, 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 they're afraid of what will this person think if, or they're afraid to be vulnerable. They're afraid to actually, huh. actually have somebody see themselves because they don't like what they so see good. themselves. So good. They don't like what they see in themselves. So they're, they're afraid of having somebody else see it. We'll yeah. start with God. Like, like I will wake up right, right now. I have, I have um, this small little apartment that I have that I, lo- I love it. It's perfect for me. And, and I wake Are you up living by yourself now, Justin. Yes. Oh, okay. Cause the last time we had talked, I think you were, with some family or something, right? Yeah, I had, I, had, I, was family and I had roommates and all this different stuff. So this is the first time that I have my actual own apartment. And cause I like, here's, which is, this are you still in Sugar really Creek? Cool. Where are you at now? Are you still in Sugar Creek or where are you? I am in Sugar Creek. Okay. But, but when I moved and this is me being vulnerable, I had to deal with loneliness. Oh, cause you were around family and people and all yes. that before, right? Always okay. around people. And so this was the first time moving, like living by my, actually just living by myself. I always had roommates. And so I, at first I, I had to deal with this like fear of loneliness. And, and I was, had I, that bow and arrow out with yes. you, right? Like uh, uh, loneliness, uh, you know, wanting to bring back all those things that you struggled with before. Which, which rejection, all, like depression, all that different stuff was sneaking in the door through that fear. However, as I, as I just started living by myself, I started just talking out loud to God and just being completely real with myself and being vulnerable with myself. That's the starting point is, is if you can't find somebody to talk to us because you're afraid to being vulnerable, most likely start just being vulnerable with yourself. Start being honest about what you're feeling. Cause a lot of times we stuff the things that we're feeling. We don't actually acknowledge it. And so, so I just started like, for a long time, I, I've done this where I would just be completely honest with exactly what I'm feeling. I'm like, God, I'm feeling really anxious right now. Why am I feeling anxious? Then we just go into it. And he's like, well, you're feeling anxious because of this and this, or you want to control this or whatever it may be in that moment of what I'm feeling anxious about. Then we talk about it. And I just literally, I started, I started like, and I love living by myself because I get to just talk out loud. And, I, and it's like, it's raw, it's real. It's not something I'm tr- like, not this religious act or something. It's just being raw and authentic and real with God. And with that, my relationships around me, as it became more and more real with him, my relationships around me started improving because I became more and more real and raw with the people around me. And I didn't care mm. what they thought because then I, then I, then what I realized is some of those, like I have a couple, couple like, three best friends that I literally can share anything with. Did you guys, did you listeners hear that? He said three. So Justin fits in that category of the one in 20. And, and Justin, that's a, that's a revelation what you just said. Cause think about it. Even though Jesus had 12, right? He had three 
Peter, James, and John that he told everything to that he said, don't tell them, right? Yeah. Don't tell the others because that's how God, God gave us that revelation. Woo. God gave us that's that revelation true. to understand how good that is. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for being vulnerable and sharing that. That's awesome. See, see, that's the thing. The reason people don't go deep is because they talk about surface level things because they're afraid to go deep. What happens if you take somebody that you actually kind of, that you trust and you bring them in and you're actually like, hey, I, this is stuff I'm thinking about. This is stuff I'm dealing with. Like I literally share everything that I'm dealing with with, with these, these friends. Like there's nothing that's hold, held back because I don't need to hold anything back. For one, like even if they would betray my trust, I'm so caught up in Jesus that it doesn't matter. Amen. Which is, which is, it's, your it's identity is not in who those people are saying yes. that Justin is. They're in who God says Justin is. Yes. But I trust them that they wouldn't, they won't betray my trust. Like I, I've known them long enough that I know they won't. Oh, no good. But even if they would, it doesn't bother me because here's, and here's actually, here's a revelation because like when I moved by myself, I started learning how to do relationship better and be more intentional about my relationship with God. Wow. And, and it's like, I, I, I started like listening to like every, every, almost every evening I'll put on worship music and just like soak for a while. And it's so good because so good. <laughs> like, and, and here's, we're here's more like, we're more like, as I hear you talk, because I do, my wife and I have this hour long thing that we play at night, at nighttime. You have to look it up. It's on YouTube. It's called basking in the presence. Ooh, that's and good. it's this hour long worship thing. <laughs> excuse me and god is speaking this guy is speaking god's promises over you and it's just it's yeah that's that's awesome yeah it's 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 simply get so lost in jesus that it doesn't matter what happens tomorrow that's my that's like literally when you do that because he fulfills everything there is in him there is no lack in him you are complete in him you like where you are weak you can boast in your weaknesses as paul says i will boast my weakness. why does he boast in his weaknesses because he knows where he is weak, he, God is God strong. Is strong. Because God is our yeah. strength. Why would we want to live by our own strength if we can live by his? See, we're, that, we're that, yeah, wow. It's a shift in perspective where it's not about me anymore. It's not about me anymore. It's about him. And so when I'm fully satisfied in him, I'm allowed to be completely vulnerable with people. I don't care how they judge me. They can judge me however they want to because. Huh. I just don't care anymore so good. I'm caught up in him and he likes me. That's so good because we, as men, we have a tendency to, I mean, I just think like, like my wife, she doesn't care what people think about her. She, I mean, Justin, she doesn't care. Like even, and, and for those of you that listening, uh, and I'm, I'm going to share this on a podcast coming soon about my, my transition from being away from my wife and how God has restored my marriage and how, my marriage is like, like if, um, it's funny. I had, I had, I had, a, a, um, a client, um, not to mention, I won't mention his name, but he said, how can you, um, we men, we feel rejected. He was feeling rejected. He said, how can you, after everything you've went through, tell me how to, I was like, I'm more qualified than anybody. I, I didn't succumb to the things that 90% of people do and go and get divorced and wreck their church and wreck their wife and wreck families. I let God draw me back in and say, well done, good and faithful servant, way to, way to persevere, way to, I mean, 
Paul, Paul of all people crucified and killed Christians, right? And then became one of the greatest Christians ever, right? Like God entrusted him with those things. So that's, that's powerful. That's super powerful. Why don't you share this? Um, we've been talking about it all along, but we've really never really kind of just honed in on it. Um, my friend, Nicholas Barely, I had him on, and I think you know Nicholas. He he runs a uh, he's uh, maybe, and maybe you don't. If you don't, you can get connected with him. He runs a um, he's a Bethel grad. He um, has a uh, um, his title is Minds He Fluence. His is the Billion Dollar Brotherhood. He 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 helps. He does exactly what I do. And it's really funny because when you were talking just about how now you have that relationship, I was looking at the arrow pointing up in my logo. Um, for those of you who can't see it, if you can. You'll just have to look at the podcast because it's on there. It's it's now, and 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 I just want to encourage you. Now it's Justin. Not only as he's grown into this person, and now that he's on his own, he doesn't just have this this um, hor- horizontal relationship with God. He has a horizontal and a vertical relationship with God. And I remember when I was a kid, my grandmother used to say, "Do you know why?" They, they crucified God on a cross. He said, because of the horizontal and the vertical relationship that you can have in the access that came from the death, burial, and resurrection, how we now have direct access yeah. to the Father, how the veil ripped straight down, right? Causing that that vertical. So Nicholas said this, and this was really cool. I, I wrote it down and, and I love to share it. He said, and we're gonna talk about accountability a little bit because I want you to talk about that because you said you have guys now that are in your life. And my biggest thing that I did, Justin, after, and it was shortly like, at, like short about, shortly about the time we met last year. I, I, wow, it's probably been six months or so, but the, um, the, I got accountability partners. And, and, I, and, I, and to be honest with you, I wish I would have did it when I was in my 30s, right? Um, I, I have some now that ha- have them in their 20s, right? And, and I can't imagine what their life's going to be like having solid people to hold them accountable in their health, their relationships, their business, their ministry, t- those type of things. And Nicholas said, you, you know, the understanding of accountability. He says, he said, your friends and God himself, your accountability partners will hold you accountable for your abilities. And it was like, like the big old punch right in the stomach, right? Or in the chops, right? Like God wants you to be held accountable for your abilities the abilities that he gave you we as men we retreat when somebody rejects us right my my friend tim uses the analogy of a buffalo justin he said that if you look at cows and horses when the storm comes they retreat right like they go backwards a buffalo goes in and faces the storm right and and to me that's that's like one of the most powerful things that you can do so talk about accountability a little bit and what it means to you and what you've done to hold yes. up some of those standards yes um okay so there's the the first thing i want i want to share is like there's there's a verse i'm i'm, I'm not exactly sure where it is I, I i remember a lot of verses but i don't remember where they're at you can't remember them all brother Exactly. But, it's, but it says, it says like, confess your sins one to another and God is faithful to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. See, here's the deal about accountability. And here's why it's good to have those people in your life because that you can just be completely raw and honest with. Because there's something that happens when you confess something, you get freedom from it. James 5.16. James 5.16. There you go. But there's, there's, okay, so I, I, in my life, I've seen two, two different angles with this. I've seen the religious angle, and the religious angle usually is a me too club, 
where 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 people will confess <laughs> things the club i love that <laughs> you're like the second or third person i've heard say that recently the the religious club is one guy said it's the the 12 inches changes it it's like an upside down 12 me too club so yeah it's yeah fun. so so basically like i used to be an accountability group where we would come together and talk about our pornography addiction and nothing happened nothing changed <laughs> because oh, the reason still doing it. Changed, running yes. away right back to it right reason nothing changed because we weren't like we weren't didn't know who we are who we were we didn't know that we were free from it and didn't have to be controlled by it but like so so there's two things that you like when with accountability there's two there i've seen two ditches the one ditch is where where people will confess then they take it right back again the next day that, that 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 instead of letting it go and letting god heal it they take it right back again and they will they will have the same problem again and again and again they go through this cycle the sin cycle i call it the sin cycle where it's like 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 i used to be in this cycle where it's like going really good like like if i like life is going good i'm up i'm feeling really good right and then all of a sudden i watch pornography again boom and i feel like crap I i've been there i've been there i've been there like i, I hate myself in a sense why am i doing this I know I shouldn't be doing this. I don't want to do this. Then we judge ourselves again. And then, then we have, then we go along and we're like, we're good at managing it. Right. And it gets better and better and better. Kaboom. Again, same thing happened. That's what happened. That's what would, used to happen in my accountability groups was like, literally we just did that cycle over and over again. It's, really a, it's a, it's a crazy cycle. Francis Chan says that in his book, he talks about when you have addictions, like, and he used pornography, like he's like, it's like that crazy cycle. And you, and you just, it's like the hamster, you're on the hamster wheel. Yes. You, you watch pornography and then you get off and you're like, oh, I'm never doing that again. Right. And you say it with your mouth, but then a week later you're back on it and you get off and you say, I am never, and you get, it gets louder every time. I am never doing that again. Yeah. So I've been there. Yes. Yeah, so, so you got, when, when you confess your sins one to another, the idea of it is like, then, then the other thing is people will, will never actually confess that's the other ditch is they'll, they'll just like, Oh, I'm holy. I've got this, I got this. And they'll just make these declarations over themselves without dealing with the stuff that's in in them that they, so, so they never actually deal with root issues. They just declare this good stuff over themselves and never deal with the root issues. That's the other angle where they never actually confess it. Those are two ditches. So one ditch, they confess it, take it right back on themselves because they're comfortable with it. And then therefore they keep judging themselves and going through that, that crazy sin cycle. The other one is the other ditches where they're like, they don't really confess it. They don't really give it up because they're just, they just, their confession is more of like, I'm, I'm holy. I'm not, I'm not this. They, they just try to try to try to say they're a certain way without dealing with the root issue. The, the third thing is, which is, which is the, 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 the thing that, that God created and intended it for it to be is let it go, confess it, but then let it go. It's not yours anymore. Once you confess it, it's lost. Your, it, it, recognize that it's lost its power and it's not who you are anymore and let God heal it. See, that's the thing is I feel like there's so many people that will confess, but never let God heal it. They'll never actually like they'll, they'll, they'll keep holding on to it because it's become their identity. It's become their thing they, they're comfortable with. And so, so let it go and recognize who God says you are. Period. You got see, that's the thing. Like confess, then recognize the truth. Because you know the truth, the truth will set you free. 100 percent You know what I mean? So, so it's yeah. like confess that 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 thing of like, like um, 
I'm trying to think of a good, good example for myself lately. Um, well, here's a good one. Here's, here's me being real and raw. Um, I was, I was driving along one time when I was just talking to God and I was asking him, I was like, why does it feel like I can hear you better in normal life rather than business? And he's like, well, mm. just because you want to control it. I was like, Oh, I want to control my business because I want people to like, look at Justin, look what he's doing. Look what he's get, like things that are happening in him. Right. So what did I do? I, I talked about it to people. It was like, cause I'm real and honest about everything. I don't hold anything back anymore. Of course. I've learned to not hold anything back with the people that I trust. And I have those, that core group of friends, those three people. And I just was completely honest. Like, Hey, I've, I'm, I've been controlling this and like, that's not who I am now. What's the truth? So they, like as a group of friends, a good accountability group will be people that will always remind you of the identity you have in Christ, who Christ is in you. Because a group of friends, like if they say, well, I'm controlling in this. And then they're like, well, what's awesome is you don't need to control it. God actually has like, you can give it to God and he's going to, he's going to lead you better than you ever could. I'm like, okay, see, that's a truth, right? Always so, truth, so yeah. always go back to the truth, confess it, then go back to the truth. So good. That so makes good. Sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. So um, that's really good because when you think about um, it, it, my grandmother gave me these. My grandmother was my mentor, Justin, and she always always would use scripture and she'd use circumstances, right? Circumstances to, to back up God's goodness and his and his follow through. And she would always she would always say, and I really it's funny how I wasted so many years of my life not realizing the direction and and she used to say you know you can be out of god's will or you can be in god's permissible will, or you can step into god's perfect will and now i feel like yeah like like um i shared this with a couple people on the podcast that um, i found out that my wife was not an entrepreneur she was created for ministry right she was created some people are created for different things right they uh gifts the gifts and callings of with uh, of god are without repentance right so um for a year and a half uh, a year and a half, over almost two years, she retired. And she was like, she just came to me one day last year when we had lost all this money. And she said, honey, um, this person is bankrupt. And, it, and it's really funny um, how these things go because when you, um, I'll have to tell you when we get off, uh, uh, I, um, there's just really cool things that are happening through that. Yeah. And, and maybe as if you're somebody that's listening today, that you'll know that maybe that's your spouse, maybe that's your husband or your wife or somebody that you're trying to force to be somebody that they're not. And that part of a relationship and accountability is your responsibility to figure that out, not trying to make them be somebody that they're not. And, and, and this, my yes. wife came to me and she said, she said, honey, how would you feel if I went back to work? And my initial reaction is, is that's, she's not gonna be here it's not that she needed to go back to work. She's not going to be here. She's not going to be around me. How many of you listening today, if, you're, if you love your wife with, like, like Christ loved the church and you passionately want her to be around, even though we obviously have to have those times when we're not together to, to, to grow and to evolve in our relationship with God, but just for her to leave and now be gone a lot, right? Like, and, yeah. and so God just gave her this job that is perfect. She works like <clears throat> five o'clock in the morning till like noon and she's off the rest of the day, which, and they're paying her like $80,000 a year, right? Like how many people would sign up for that? And they gave her a $5,000 signing bonus, right? And, and literally 
she's that person again. She's that she's now doing more ministry. My wife has a massive prophetic gift and now she's stepped back into that. We have a room here to the left. This place that we moved into is twice as big as where we were living before. So my wife is in heaven. I have this mat. I'll have to show you sometime, Justin. I have this massive loft now as my office. I don't have to have an office outside the house. Now God is my, my friends come up here and they're like, Oh my God, like, you don't have to have an office outside the house. You have everything you need right here. And we have what we call our prayer. Lisa has a prayer room and a biohacking room over here, right? Mm-hmm. And just walk, people will walk in that room and it's different area. It's, it's like a deliverance room almost. Like the presence of God is, is, is omnipresent. But sometimes when people are praying in certain areas, you just sense that, that, that presence. So I realized that my wife now has stepped into that. And, and stepped into that. So let's, let's finish with this last thing. Why don't you tell some people, cause Justin is obviously, he worked for himself. He, he, he's, I, I'm so excited for him cause now he's on his own and he's growing and he doesn't have to be at the beckon of everybody else. And he's got his own place. He can do what he wants when he wants. And that, that's awesome. That encourages me. You just encouraged me a little bit today. Um, I, actually a lot, but the talk about some things, maybe, maybe somebody are listening, maybe they're having problems with their funnels. Maybe they're having problems with business. Maybe they're not reaching the right target audience or they're not. What are some tips maybe real quick to finish up um, that? And then, and then, and then I, after you're done, I want, you know, people to find out how they can connect with you and reach out and get to know you a little bit, but just, just this last question, let's just, just tell us, you know, some things that some guys can do um, to implement those things. It, it's really funny, Justin, I, my, my friend Tim, when he was here, I spent thousands and thousands of dollars going to masterminds and, 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 and it was awesome. Like I I'm wearing a hat today. My, my friend Cole Hatter has an event in Vegas every year called thrive. And it's, it was voted the number one entrepreneur event every year. Cole is actually, a lot of people don't know this, but Cole is a Y former YWAM missionary who started thrive to, you can't see it. If you're watching, you know, on video, you can, but if you're, if you're just listening, it says make money matter. It's not a product, it's not a company, it's Cole's event that he has every year. And last year, my wife and I won the Monumental Business Award at Thrive. And, and, and I remember, I, I just remember being around and being around people and, and learn. And the thing that I took away from that was, my friend Tim was here, he goes, why have you not implemented all these things? And why are you not a millionaire already? Why haven't you just done the things that you know to do? Um, and not looked at the circumstances that, that happened and just step in. He, I didn't know this, but Justin, he, and I told him, I said, whatever's here, this mine is yours, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't have anything to hide. You're my best friend. You hold me accountable. Hold I said, if there's something here and I showed him a stack and you guys can't see this, it's about probably about two feet high of notebooks of stuff that I, I, I you know, click funnels and, and, yeah. and all these different things at billion dollar brother at, at thrive with Eric Thomas and all these people. And I, I, I did a VIP day with Mark Lack, who is, uh, has a company called shorten the gap that, that does branding all around the world has multiple seven figures, George Bryant, multiple seven figures. One of my good friends, all these people, and I'm still haven't stepped into it. And, and he said to me, yeah. you have everything you need. So maybe there's some things that you can share and encourage because I'm, I'm ready to listen. So I know our listeners are. Yeah. So, so, okay. So the, here's, here's the biggest thing. And this is something that I teach completely. Like I've, I've, I've evolved all my marketing to align with this one thing. I call this thing strategic goodness. And, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier in the podcast here, but, but it's essentially this, this, this idea of everything that I talked to you about today, it's all the, com- that's, 
bringing all that stuff together and doing it in marketing. And essentially like, how can you one, be present in the presence of the people that you're serving and figure out where are they actually at? Communicate with them, actually get to know them. What pains do they have? What problems do they have? What are they, that, what, what are the things that, that, that keeps them up at night, right? You're, you're just being honest and real about it. And there's two, how can you meet them there in that place? See, most people will, will um, they'll, they'll, first of all, they'll, they'll, just, they'll just act like they'll, they'll brainstorm places where people could be or they're trying to recognize where people are at, right? And they'll brainstorm it, but they won't actually go out and talk to people. See, one thing, one thing I've done is like, if, 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 if I do a promotion with a client and let's say things like everything seems to be going well, the number seems to be working right and everything seems going well, but then people don't buy. And it's like, why aren't people buying? Instead of like going in a tizzy about it, I just ask them. It's relationship. It's relationship first. I have not because you asked not, right? Exactly. So I just asked them and, and like, like for instance, I did something with a client we asked, okay, what's the main reason? Why didn't you, what, what was the main thing that kept you from buying? Then we gave them a reward for, for responding and uh, some training. And we ended up having a whole bunch of people reply. And they basically said the number one reason was because they just simply did not have the finances. So guess what we're doing? We're taking that, that the, the whole, whole thing, we, the whole promotion, we're splitting it into two courses instead of one 12 week course, it's going to be two six week courses. And we're the first six week course, guess what? The price is a lot lower. Why? Because if you know your market and you actually you communicate them halfway, with them, yeah. then you're going to find out the things that they need and the things that, 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 that keeping them from buying. And, and most of them wanted to be part of it. Like they desired it greatly. They just simply did not have the money for it. And so, so it's like when you recognize, see, that's the thing, like make a relationship and goodness, the foundation of your business. And then show up in that, that relationship and that goodness by, by recognizing where people are at, recognizing like if, for instance, like if people are on Facebook and what do people think about when, why do people go on Facebook? They're wasting some time. They want maybe some inspiration. They're maybe looking for some inspiration or something like that. Right? So you're meeting them there. How can you meet them there? How can you love them well in that space? Well, what, what if you, like the easiest way to help people on Facebook is to keep them on Facebook. That's why there's a good, it's a good thing to have a Facebook group or something, or just have okay. a video that shares great value. And then when people engage with your video, like Frank Kern, like the Frank Kern thing that he does, the, his model of like, like um, putting out these videos on a daily basis, give, giving people value, then building a, then you, then everybody that engages or likes your video, then you, you have somebody that you can basically have a whole group of people on Facebook that likes and trusts you. So you build that relationship, build that relationship. And so in your funnel, in every area of your funnel, like this is my biggest tip, go through and look at how can I meet people exactly where they're at? Like if somebody just opted in for something, what is the best thing that you can do for them? Like is it like in the video, like, Hey, thanks a lot for opting in. Like you're meeting them where, where they're at now. Now, then you set the expectations, set the expectations of what they're going to get. Now, when you went, thanks for opting in now, just as a bonus for opting in, I have these, there's going to be seven emails that go out over the next couple of days that will help you apply the thing that you opted in for or whatever it may be. Like George Bryant teaches this stuff as well. He's so good this, at this. He, he is, but it's, it's all about that relationship. It's all about like, and I call it strategic goodness because it's, it's goodness and relationship as the foundation combined with wisdom and proven strategies. 
Like if you get that down pat, cause I was, I was like quick, quick little story. I was, I was working for a, an online ministry. And in the first month, like this guy had spent years building that relationship, building that goodness, just showing up consistently for people, keyword consistently show up consistently providing people with great stuff. And therefore people like he had a great audience, big, a big audience that loved him, but he wasn't making much money online. He's only doing like 30 some odd thousand dollars a year. I came on in the first month. We did a, we did a small promotion for five days, did $48,000 in sales. Hmm. The reason that happened was again, it was goodness. He had that goodness and relationship down pat, but didn't have the proven strategies and the wisdom for marketing. Right? So when I combined my wisdom and my strategies to his foundation of relationship and goodness, it just went crazy. Right. In the same way, like it's, it's the same thing happens with like in everything in business. If you figure out the relationship and you're meeting people consistently where they're at and you're giving them the best thing that's going to be best for them. So it's not about getting the transaction. It's not about getting that and those numbers up. It's not about those things. It's about actually caring about people from the very moment they see your first ad, they should feel alive and they should feel like you care about them period. If they don't feel like you care about them in, in the first thing that they see from you, then they're just going to see you as another business. They're just going to feel like another number. Like, like, like a lot of people, like they, they do marketing, like they do Tinder. <laughs> it's like Tinder marketing where it's like, it's, it's essentially just trying to get that swipe, get trying to get that swipe, trying to get that swipe, get people to do this, get people to do that is like all about this conversion and, and, and doing whatever no relationship the next dollar. There's no relationship. Exactly. There's no relationship. And, and, and so it's like, like if you do relationship, you're going to be around for a long time. It's as simple as that. It's awesome. If you consistently show up with relationship, your funnels will do better. You're going to have higher conversion rates. Like, like, because my ads are just like in my ads, I will tell people what to expect once they sign up. I'll tell them exactly what emails are going to get. I'm going to tell them that I'm gonna, if I have something for sale, I'm just tell them straight up. I don't hide anything. And from my ads, I'm getting like, like for a, for a webinar, for a live webinar, I was getting 48% opt-in rate simply because I told people in the ads exactly what to expect. And I gave them value from the beginning. I Praise gave them God. something that they can latch onto that they can use right now in that moment in the ad because of relationship, value, goodness. They tasted goodness from the moment that they saw me. And because they tasted goodness and they, I set that expectation, they wanted to sign up for the webinar. That's good. You know what I mean? Good. So it's like, yeah, absolutely. So it's that whole process, like just meet people where they're at, be completely raw and honest with them and, and give them the best thing for them. Period. There's like three steps, recognize where people are at and actually take time to talk to them. If you need to talk to them about it, then meet them there. How can you meet them where they're at and actually like, like stop for the one and, and like meet them there, feel where they're at meet them in that pain, meet them in that problem, use their language for it. Like, cause, cause so that they understand, right. And, and meet them there. Then three, give them a great solution. Give them something tangible that they can set their teeth into that they can taste and see the goodness that you have to give. That's good. Period. That's good. You do that consistently in every step of your marketing and you start thinking through that process, I guarantee more people will, your, your funnels will improve. Number one, you're going to have much more longevity in your business because a lot of people will, they'll create something, 
just to get the sale because it's a right. It's like, it's, it's all about the sales. It's all about the finances, right? So they, they just create things for the finances and they make a big sale They make a big launch. And after the launch, everything shuts down because they're not actually serving people. Well, they're not focusing on transformation. They're focusing on transaction and therefore it doesn't last. And so, so they got to launch another thing again so to good. another audience to, to try to make it work again. It's, it's, it's tender. It's a, it's a tender marketing. Yeah. That's, Stop that's tender marketing. That's good. Stop tender marketing. Right. Yes. And start relationship goodness marketing. Focus on that goodness. Again, tell, again. Justin, tell, tell people kind of where they can connect with you at like your Facebook group and, and that type of stuff where they can connect with you. Because I mean, like I've learned a lot today, maybe, maybe, you know, it, it's funny. Um, my wife and I have been praying about some people to bring in. So you and I'll talk more about that. You know, I, oh. I, my number one mistake that I made and, and, and look, maybe, and, and I don't, I don't, I'm not here to judge anybody that's listening today, or maybe you have, you know, when Justin's talking, I'll be honest with you. Um, the Holy spirit puts things in my spirit about people that are doing exactly what thing. And, and I just want to say this, that just because you say you have a kingdom business or a Christian business, I'm not going to look at the person because we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. I'm going to look at the fruit of that person's life and I'm not, it's not going to deviate me to stop wanting to know God. Here's the problem. A lot of people hear stuff or see stuff and they look at the person because the person let them down. Yeah. There's one person in our life, Justin and myself, that's never let us down. And that's God himself. Exactly. I, 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 God rescued me several times from death. Um, death will have no sting on my life. Right. Exactly. God has taken me from glory to gore. He's rescued me from the miry clay and he's constantly forming and shaping me. And now, Hey, so it took me 51 years. Right. Right. I'm ne- I, number one. It's really funny. Um, we, we, we said this the other day, Myron and I is like, uh, we're never perfect. We don't want to be, or we would be God, right? We don't, we're never going to be perfect. We're striving to be like God because we're created in his image. But so tell us, tell that real quick of how people can reach you and connect with you. Yeah. So, so the best thing to connect with me is just go to go. Yeah. Yeah. Find my, find my, find me on Facebook, Justin Miller, Justin spelled with an E J U S T E N. And then join my group because in the group I give all the stuff away. Like, like I don't. Lots of free, lots of free good content. Justin, yeah, so away. If, if, if you're value, like, yes. So specifically, it's about about strategic goodness. How to use strategic goodness as a kingdom solutionary. What I call is mm-hmm. kingdom solutionary. Now, kingdom solutionary is simply this: someone who's dedicated to bringing solutions to the world's problems. Who who has a desire for that. And as kingdom people, we all have desire for that. But there's so many solutions out there that are not good, but they're just out there to make money. 100%. So, so a kingdom solution is somebody who partners with heaven to figure out what is the heaven's solution? How is this created to be? And then brings heaven's solutions into the problem. And so we do that together. Like it's a group so of us doing it together as a kingdom solutionaries to, to, to build not only like transformational programs and online programs and stuff like that, but to do it from a place of just complete goodness and love and a a foundation of kingdom. That's so so so, good, Justin. So yeah. So it's, it's us doing it together from using strategic goodness. Awesome. And hopefully you guys heard that. You heard what he said, strategic goodness, right? Join the group. Yes. Yeah. Look for strategic goodness. Look for kingdom solutionary. 
um, online and that's the best way. That's the best way to connect. That's the awesome. start in a sense. That's the start of my funnel is like join the group. Cause in the group, I just give away value and I build a relationship with you. That's the so idea. good. That's so good. It, it, it and I'll end with this and, and Justin, thank you for, for everything you shared. I'll end with this. Um, it's really funny how Justin said that because when I, when, when we brought up George Bryant, George, um, reached out to me last year when we were at the very bottom of where we were. Like, I'll just be honest with you. Thank God for residual income. I have residual income that is, is exploding. And not only do it, is it exploding, I get to change history. While, while, being, while being a part of this company. I never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing, but God showed me in visions and dreams that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm in God's will. And my wife even said it, like it just, you know, God knows what you need when you need it, right? And yeah. he closes and opens doors. And, open, and George said this, and, I, and, and I'm going to finish with this to encourage you guys. George said, Mike, I only follow 11 people on Facebook. And I'm like, 11 people, that's it? He's like, yeah. He said, do you know why? Because I don't want to be distracted. And I thought, wow, man, I've been distracted for years. Like, like he even said to me, he says, he said, why have somebody with your brains and your wisdom? He said, I, he just, some of the things he said was just encouraging. And, and I, and I've shared, I thank God I was recording it. Cause I go back and listen to it whenever I need encouragement. I listen to those things. And Justin just spoke those same things. I just heard a lot of what George said, but now from more from a kingdom mindset. And, and, and guys, let me just say this. There are people that don't know God and aren't serving God that God is drawing to them because of their words and their actions. George yeah. uses a lighthouse as an example. And Justin and I know who that light is um, and yeah. how the foundation of it is and how it's built on the found on the rock on the foundation. Right. And, and so if you're listening today, go follow Justin, as he said, Justin with an E Miller and, and strategic goodness on Facebook and join the groups guys. I'm in there all the time. I have one of my favorites. Whenever Justin's on, I come up and I comment, I listen. And, and, and I, I don't, I'm not going to waste my time on social media anymore. It's yeah. always going to be an act of intentionality. So guys, thanks for joining the Heatfluence podcast today. If you're listening, please do us a favor, go and share this. Go and join some of the groups that we've talked about. Download this. Follow us on on social media. Get share this. If you're a if you're a father, share this with your son. If you've came across this and you're a spouse, a female, a woman, share this with your son. Share this with your husband. Allow your husbands to see the goodness that God has called men to be. And exactly. that's my goal. It's my prayer. It's, it's, it's always been my vision, my mission, my mission, my vision, and my purpose is to help men walk in purpose. And as I said, I feel like now, um, the going through the path, the, I call it the road to Damascus is what I've went through. I've, I've, I've fought the good fight and I'm, and I'm still fighting. I'm going through that. So friends until the next session of the he fluence podcast, um, where we want to make you encouraged to walk in those mission vision and purpose and to love god live with passion and love people guys thanks for listening at this session on the heathlands right. podcast until next time and thanks again to my friend justin miller for joining us god bless you all thanks again i will see you on the next session of the heathlands podcast god bless bye-bye